for two Kickers are extra, I give them the boot Going for two Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew Now I'm reclining while putting my time And I'm ready to go My spine is aligning And much my lineups, my bank account grows I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with Ooh. Listen to this, multiple options, how far can I get? DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last I'm finishing past, any and all I am looking to last what else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in And only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking And all of these spots keep on talking and talking So what are we talking, what kind of alignment And running it deep, even players forgotten Or came from the bottom, or hitting that topping And this spot is popping, yeah this spot is popping And woo! this is the arm chat yeah. Put up your arms, yeah Sound the alarm, yeah What is going on, guys, and welcome to the Big Jer Personal League Podcast. I am your host, of course, Jeff Lambert, and you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77 Of course, we are here tonight to break down your 12-team Dynasty League Superflex. Uh, but first up, let's meet the panel. Uh, to my, I guess, to my right, technically, I guess, on the screen, to your to the right, but uh, to the left on my side. But uh, Chu, he's a writer and ranker for for going for two. He's also the host of the Father Dynasty podcast, and you can follow him on Twitter at Father Dynasty. What's up, Chu? What's up, Jeff? Ready to uh, you know rank these teams and uh, hopefully not be too rough on them. Well, I don't know. According to the chat, they they want us to be rated R, so I think they want us to really <laughs> Shane's eyes just lit up. Uh, yeah, that voice you heard down there below me is Mr. Shane Barrett. He is the host of the Red Zone Resumption podcast uh, and creator of the Polly's Playoff Charity Leagues. And you can follow him on Twitter at FF Shane B. Uh, you can also find the the link to the charity leagues that you're still taking uh, registrations until Tuesday, right, Shane? That is correct. So yeah, get in there. It's a it's a great uh, it's a great cause. Um, it's free to join. Uh, so yeah, Polly's Playoff Charity Leagues. All right. So before we get to uh, your actual league here, I want to explain kind of how it goes. I know you've done this before. This is your I think your second or third year doing this. Uh, we ranked your teams uh we didn't rank them worst to first we ranked them in order that we would want to take them over so this is not a worst to first ranking it's just we look at the team and if we were to take one of these teams over uh that's the one we would want to take over so one through 12 we'll rank we'll count them down tonight uh and then when we get to the team that these guys were assigned they will break down your team strengths weaknesses some trade ideas uh whatever they want to talk about with your team uh, and before we get started, I just want to plug one last time. The uh, Going for Two Personal League podcast um, have sold out for 2023, uh, but we are running an early bird special right now for next year. So if you want to go ahead and book your PLP for next year, you can save 20%. Uh, just use promo code EARLYBIRD24. Uh, the link is goingfor2.com backslash PLP, and the promo code again is EARLYBIRD24. Let's go ahead and get into team number 12. Number 12. Number 12 team ranked as high as 11 and as low as 12, and it is Lieutenant Dan's Platoon and Chew. This is your squad. So Lieutenant Dan's Platoon. So I had them ranked 11, so I guess we're all in pretty much in lockstep of uh, kind of, you know, if we want to take this team over or not. You know, the tricky thing is you've got a couple of older guys that, you know, if it's not happening right now, then I think you need to pivot pretty quickly. And much like all of the teams that I was assigned don't have a lot of picks in 2023. Thankfully, in 2024 and 2025, they do. So that, that, should, be, that should be fine. But looking at some of the older guys here, you got Rodgers, 40 years old. You've got Tyreek Hill, 
you know, he's still a, a player very much in his prime, but I know he's he's had those talks of, you know, once his contract is up, then he's he's done, he's out of the league. He got Kelsey, uh, 34 years old. So a couple of these guys, you got Brady and McKissick, who aren't even in the NFL at this point. So I think the trick is going to be, can you maybe make a couple of moves here to replenish a little bit of capital? I know the 2023 uh, rookie draft you'll be doing here at a bit, I'm sure. Um, just really make sure that, you know, behind Rodgers, I see you have Howell, uh, Mayfield, I guess, is the other guy there. But, you know, Brady, Huntley, uh, I really think in Superflex, you're going to need a bit more depth there. Um, it does help that with this being a 12-team a league, and it's fairly shallow in, in the sense of nine starters. So if you are stacked on that on there, you don't need tremendous depth, um, assuming you don't have injury and that sort of thing. So I think you can do well this season. Obviously, you have a couple of studs there with, you know, Kelsey and Eckler and some of those guys. but. Uh, a bit sensitive to some of these older guys, and I think it could be could be turning over pretty quickly here. Uh, so, in terms of people that you know, maybe you'd want to look to move. Uh, I'm not a big believer in Madison, to be honest. Um, I don't know if you know. Initially, when the news happened that Delvin Cook got moved, if you immediately tried to uh, send out some trade offers in the league, uh, if that didn't work, maybe you can hang on onto him for now and let him do well in the beginning of the season. Uh, a couple other guys, I like Sutton a lot. Uh, but hopefully, you know, if, if if there's a chance that, you know, maybe someone else is higher on him than you are, uh, if the belief is that he's kind of the same old guy and he's not necessarily maybe a top 15, top 20 guy, you can move on from him and get some value there. But uh, otherwise, I think you really need to, you know, hope for a good Dalvin Cook landing spot and just hope that some of these older guys, they're ready to pop and you can, you know, make the playoffs and have a good run here. Yeah, so that's my biggest thing with this team was not necessarily that it's... um it's it's a bad team it's it, that they're all older a lot of older guys on this team i think this yeah. team actually you know if we're looking at it from a retail perspective actually isn't that bad i think he can you know a few pieces here and there and a few things go right uh he might be you know a, a middling playoff team um but it's the future that we're looking at and it doesn't have a bright future you got a lot of guys that you know you're not really sure where they're going to end up next year tyreek hill's talking about retirement who knows if that actually happens or not but um you know dalvin cook didn't even have a team currently uh, so yeah, it's a little tough in that sense. And, and I, I, I do agree that, you know, there's some good pieces that you can move here. Now, if, if this is my team and the way I want to handle it is I'm going to take these older guys into the season. I'm not moving any of them right now. Uh, and I want to hope that a few of them pop during the season. Um, and then I'm going to trade them away in season to the contenders. I'm going to try to capitalize as much value as I can and get some, get some picks for next year, get some young players, get some receivers. Um, but I think if you trade those older players right now, they're not quite as valuable because they quote unquote are older. But I think once we get into the season and those those teams that are contending are like, man, if I'm just one receiver away or I'm a tight end away from from winning this whole thing, um, they can come see you and you can trade them either Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey or, you know, Chris Godwin, whoever you want to move. And that's the best time to try to do it. Um, Shane, you got something you want to mention on this team here? Yeah, uh, I think the reason I ranked him, I think we all ranked him 11th, Jeff ranked him 12th, so we were all kind of consensus on this team. Uh, I think my biggest issue was after the starting lineup, you guys kind of hit it, but there's not a ton of depth on this team, and that's what really, really concerns me, especially going forward like Jeff was talking about. Like, redraft, this team is probably fine, but from the future standpoint, there is no one on the bench that has me like, oh, you've okay, you've got this old starting lineup, but you've got someone that can possibly go off and, and rise in value. I don't really see any of that. And then the other thing I wanted to mention, 
is something that I did in two leagues that I had. Uh, Madison, weak-ass bench. Uh, you might want to go with something else there. Um, but I sent a trade to everyone in the league that I had um, Madison in, and I ended up uh, accepting a trade for uh, 2025 first and third and sending Madison in a second. And then another one I sent Madison and got a 2025 second, third, and fourth. So those are some options for you um, if you can't get a first. So basically what I did was send, a, send it out as a first to everyone and then had some negotiations go from there. Yeah, that's a, that's a good call. And I think Madison's fine for this year. I think he's going to get the volume, right? I mean, uh, he will be a decent running back and he will be valuable to a contender. I just don't know if he's going to be valuable to your team. Uh, he's yeah. more valuable as a trade, a trade piece for sure. All right, let's get to team number 11. Number 11. Number 11 team ranked as high as 9 and as low as 12, and it is Extreme Tenors. And uh, Shane, this is your squad here. Okay, so I am a tenor, so I will give you bonus points for this uh, team name. I had you highest. I was ninth. Um, And the reason for that is I like, I love Barkley and JT. Um, Even with JT's current contract situation, if he ends up playing for Indianapolis, he's a top 12 back. If he somehow gets his way and gets traded, he's a top 12 back when it comes to talent. So you're fine there. Um, however, the rest of your team screams rebuild to me. Um, specifically, if we look at your core of uh, wide receivers, you got DK, Amari Cooper, who's 29, uh, and Michael Thomas, who I think is also 29, and hadn't played in what? two years consistently. So I would be, and, and then your quarterbacks are cousins and Tannehill. They're fine. Super flex quarterbacks. They'll get you there. They'll be steady. They'll get you points. Um, but they're, they're not going to win you games. I don't think they're going to lose you games necessarily either, but they are definitely not going to win you games. And then you have nobody that's worth a damn to back them up. Um, You've got Mooney and Ingram on your bench, and I love that. And then you've handcuffed Darren Waller with Daniel Bellinger, and I think that's really sneaky, um, especially with Waller's injury history. However, if I'm trading one more person on this team to try and get younger and get some more upside on this team, it is Darren Waller because you've got Evan Ingram. Yeah, that's a good call. And Evan Ingram, is, I, I actually didn't even see him down there because um, that's, that's sneaky a, yeah. hiding down there. Yeah, he is. That's that's a good call because I I'm really high on Evan Ingram. I think he can be a, a top five tight end this year. He's got Tyler Boyd too. Like that's a decent like wide receiver three flex option. Um, Van Jefferson. Who knows what the hell is going to happen there? Thanks for highlighting this on the spreadsheet. Whoever's doing that. <laughs> um, but then like your running backs, they don't excite me after your starters. You got Jeff Wilson Jr. He'll play four games and then get hurt. And then you've got Joshua Kelly, who I think um, is going to get surpassed by another back that I'll talk about later. Chuba Hubbard, I love. Think he's got he's got a ton of upside, but he's got to figure out a way to get on the field and stay on the field. So that's kind of wrapping up my uh, my analysis there. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said there. I, I think this bench is is better than the last one we just looked at. You know, mm-hmm. he does have some young pieces. He's got, you know, Nico Collins on the bench. And you could probably drop Julio Jones at this point. Uh, you know, we mentioned already that he's got Evan it makes Ingram. you feel better. I can't drop Julio yet either. <laughs> you just hold on to him. Uh, Giovanni Woods, too, another guy that I really like that's, you know, a young tight end that's kind of coming up. So um, there are some pieces here on the bench that, you know, kind of give you some hope that they can turn into something. 
Um, and you, you're right. I mean, you mentioned the, the two running backs. It's those two guys and then nothing else really behind them. Yeah, so that's that's I agree with 100 percent. Anything you wanted to chime in here with, with Chu? Yeah, I think that the tricky piece of it is, you know, it is super flex. So there's not, you know, you have two starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Again, Kirk Cousins being, I think, a, a pretty steady top 10 guy year in, year out. But uh, the depth of Teddy Bridgewater, Mike White and Andy Dalton uh, is it's tough and I don't think contributes too much. And then I think overall, you know, if you have the most valuable people being those again, top tier running backs, it's a fairly steep drop off at all the other positions looking around that. So I think that kind of points out, all right, maybe this is not the team that can best utilize those guys to make a playoff run and be able to comfortably, you know, make, make it to the end there. And certainly with uh, a lack of picks uh, as, as is the case with a number of teams there. I love a good third and fourth round pick. Don't get me wrong. I love some, I love some dart throws, but got to have the first ones first, right? You got to get the first and seconds before you can start throwing darts. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right. Good analysis. Let's go ahead and jump to team number 10. Number 10. Number 10 team ranked as high as 10 and as low as 12. And it is the B and B awards. Uh, And this is my team. And let me get it on screen first before I start to break it down. Um, the first thing I look at when I look at these teams, especially in Superflex, is I look at the uh, the quarterback room. Um, hold on, let me find this on the screen here. Where is B and B? There it is. All right. Uh, the first thing I do is look at the quarterback room, and you know, you got Jared Goff, who I like more as a as a QB two. Um, he's probably going to be your QB one. Uh, Brock Purdy, of course. You know, we don't we, we assume he's the starter, and he probably will be. Um, but there's still some uncertainty there if he's going to be able to start week one or not. Um, Ward and Canton, he hasn't looked good, but um, I do think he is the eventual starter. Then you get to some of your skill players. Uh, you got Nick Chubb, James uh, James Cook, who I really like as well this year. Nick Chubb, I think, has a huge season. He might be somebody I'm, I'll be looking to move. Um, I, I do think he's coming down towards the end of his, his, uh, his elite ability, and I think he's good for at least one more really good season this year. Um, so if you do try to move somebody, I would try to move the running backs, uh, even if I'm a year early, uh, as opposed to a year late. Um, I, the one that I didn't move in one of my leagues was Christian McCaffrey and I regretted doing it. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, Nick Chubb is, is someone I would probably look to move during the season when you get to those contenders. Uh, the good thing about this team and, and the one thing I think he's probably hoping for, you know, I mentioned the quarterback room, there's not much behind the two starters. Uh, Jameis Winston's not a starter on his own team. Uh, Jared Stidham, not a starter. Zach Wilson, Davis Mills. This is like a who's who of, of you know, potential quarterbacks that had a starting job at one point that just kind of lost their their way. So uh, Malik Willis is also on that team. But I think what he's hoping for, he's got the 105 uh, in this in this uh, rookie draft coming up. And it's a tough place to be in unless one of those quarterbacks fall to you. You know, hopefully somebody takes JSN in those first four picks and then you get one of the quarterbacks at 105. That would help shore up that quarterback room a little bit. Um, more than likely, you're going to probably end up with JSN. But, you know, maybe someone's really high in JSN. They take JSN. Or obviously, Bijan goes one or maybe get a Gibbs mix in there and you get that quarterback at 105. Uh, even if it's Stroud, I think that does help with your uh, your quarterback room. The receiver room I really like. I mean, obviously you got Cooper Cup, who's a little bit older um, and just got hurt in in camp. But I mean, when he's healthy, he's the receiver one. Um, I'm on St. Brown. I've been high on him since his rookie season. I, I've loved him. Uh, and Devonta Smith, I've actually gone on record saying that it's a potential that he can actually be the number one receiver this year on that team, not AJ Brown. Uh, they played pretty close to to, to similar um, ability last year when they were both on the field. 
Jerry Judy, I'm super high on as well. Um, I've been buying him in a lot of places. The, the tight end room, unfortunately, though, is a little weak. Uh, your starter currently is Irv Smith Jr., who I've always been, you know, everybody knows on my show, I've been the biggest supporter of Irv Smith Jr. Uh, but uh, to have him as my starter right now, I probably would not feel comfortable with that. Um, so I would probably go talk to the guy that we just did. I mean, he's got Evan Ingram, Jelani Woods. Uh, we mentioned Waller. You know, if you wanted to get a, a tight end to kind of shore up that that starting lineup, that's something that I would be looking at doing. This team, I don't think, is too far away from competing. I think, you know, the, the last two teams that we looked at, I think, have a lot of a lot of moves to make to get really to, to a competitive roster. Um, I think if you can land that quarterback at the 105, uh, shore up your tight end spot there, and then hope that Brock Purdy, you know, is the starter week one and puts up some good points, and then Jared Goff. Uh, kind of does what he did get, what he did last year with some more weapons this year. Uh, I think you're in an in okay in okay spot. Um, I would wait to the season to see how things play out, and then, like I said, if I'm moving somebody, I'm probably moving Nick Chubb uh, and Cooper Cup are the two that I'd be looking to move. Let me go to you, Shane. What are your thoughts on this team? Yeah, I ranked them 12, and I think it was simply because of the quarterback room, Goff and Purdy, um, especially with Purdy's injury being up in the air of when is he actually going to play and who knows what the hell they're going to do with, is it going to be Purdy? Is it going to be Trey Lance? So you might have one starting quarterback on your roster and in Superflex that can screw you. Now I've made it to the playoffs with a team built similarly to this where Jared Goff and um, God, it was Drew Locke and whoever the hell else was competing with him in Denver um, a couple years ago. I made it to the, the start, the, finals with those two as my starting quarterbacks in a super flex league so it can be done but you got Irv smith as your tight end that's tough and yeah. i love and i love Irv smith they make fun of me because i was high on him i actually had him ranked as the, the number one tight end in that class and that class included hawkinson and uh that that didn't pan yeah. out so well back then i i can't fault you on it but right now like that there's nothing redeeming about him um, I think so you've got some guys on your bench too, that I maybe ranked you a little too low because, um, these guys are down there, but you got AJ Dillon, Antonio Gibson, Robert Woods, Michael Gallup and Hollywood Brown. Those four right there are really nice. Um, and, and sitting on your bench, you do have Noah Fant or Dawson Knox as an another option as tight end. So you've got some options. Um, but one of my favorite rules in dynasty is be active. And that definitely means in the trading as well. Um, you can easily, easily rebuild or retool your team to get where you want to go real quick. Yeah, the quarterback room is tough because I think there's just a lot of dead weight there. Malik mm-hmm. Willis, I don't know if I'm holding to Malik Willis. Zach Wilson, maybe because he's a, he was a you know a top three pick that I'd hold on to him just to see if he can maybe get traded and have some kind of career. Uh, but you know, even Stidham, I'm not really interested in him. David Mills, I guess if you know if you if you think that he could potentially. Uh, get some starts this year but those quarterbacks really i would be dumping them for anything i can get even if you're selling them for fab at this point uh i would be trying to (laughs) trying to get rid of those quarterbacks off my roster um find the guys that have the starters to those quarterbacks and see if they'll take them for you know uh, some like 50 bucks in fab or 100 bucks in fab i don't know how much fab this league has but whatever that is just get whatever you can at this point chew anything you want to chime in on this league i mean this team and I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, this is kind of that first team that I feel like you have that flexibility in terms of you do have, you know, these picks that you have in 2023, you have, you know, a couple of your own picks going forward. And you also do have, like they were saying, the depth of the AJ Dillon, Antonio Gibson um, and Hollywood Brown. So 
you're probably one of the first teams we're seeing that has depth at some of those, not the quarterback position, but at some of those other positions where you can kind of work with that and try and upgrade because, you know, as if you're only, if you're only starting nine, you really need to be a little more top heavy as much as you possibly can with a little bit, bit a little bit of flexibility. So, yeah, this, this I don't I, know I, about, sorry, Jeff, I don't know about you and, and chew, but like one, like we always see themes in these PLPs. Like we've done one league where like, Everybody had seven tight ends and it wasn't yeah. tight end premium. And we're sitting there like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The theme that I saw with this team when I was evaluating it is they're like, and it didn't make sense because you brought it up a couple of times too, is there's only nine starters. I felt like a lot of teams lacked depth and I didn't understand why. It's because all the, the good players are on a couple different teams that, you know, we'll yeah. get to towards the end. They've accumulated. I don't know how they've oh, yeah. done it, but they've accumulated too much depth almost. It's almost like I would There's hate blackmail or something. Yeah, exactly. I would hate to be yeah. their sit start decisions. I mean, it's like, who am I starting <laughs> this week? Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase? Yeah. So, yeah, that's what happened is a lot of the guys towards the top have a lot of the players. Uh, but this team, I think, is a, a wait and see team. This is a team where I, I think I'm going into the season. Uh, I'm going to wait and see before I make any major trades, see where I'm at. If I'm doing pretty well record wise, I think I can sort of, you know, make some moves to be a contender. I might go ahead and go for it this year. Uh, I think quarterback would be what I'd be trying to address. Uh, However, if you go the opposite direction and you're losing, you know, you lose your first four games or five of your first six games, whatever, whatever it is. That's what I'm looking to trade some pieces away and get younger and get that quarterback, obviously. All right, let's get to team number nine. Number nine. Number nine team ranked as high as seven and as low as nine, and it is the Tryhards. And Chew, this is your roster. So this team reminded me of doing the sit and reach in high school. Not a lot of flexibility. (laughs) So what I do like about this team, though, you've got some studs. You've got Lamar Jackson. You've got Derrick Henry. You got I think Joe Mixon still kind of call him stud light, if you will. Um, But you know. It almost looks like what I feel a great best ball roster would be. I, I, looking at some of these guys, you know, you have those home, the home run guys, like I mentioned, you've got a, if Mike Williams is healthy, if Gabe Davis has a Gabe Davis playoff game, 50 plus points, uh, if George Kittle can, you know, reconnect with whatever 49ers quarterback is going to be there. So looking at, you know, the starting roster, as we talk about, you know, is it going to be top heavy? Is it valuable there? There's, a, there? there's some guys there that are definitely valuable, but then the problem is, over the next three years, if we're including 2023, five picks. Oh. Oof. And all of which are either thirds or fourths. And I'm not, I'm not saying we can't find a Terry McLaurin every now and again, but I don't really know that, you know, you're, what are you going to try and pick here? Is it you're maybe going to move off some of these guys or you're going to just kind of go for it all as long as you possibly can? But at this point, you know, if, if, you know, some of these things don't go right, if Derrick Henry's career is over sooner rather than later, uh, Joe Mixon, if he continues a bit of a decline, Deontay Johnson's going to eventually catch touchdowns. We know that. But Mike Williams is fragile. Gabe Davis is likely going to be usurped or at least lose a little bit to uh, uh, Dalton Kincaid. So Kadarius Tony, who's going to be the guy in uh, uh, Kansas City. So with that, with no real depth at quarterback, uh, like we were saying, you know, Desmond Ritter, I'm not a believer in this guy. Oh, um, I will fight you. <laughs> well, Desmond Ritter, I, I know him as the guy that uh, Alec Pierce may look good at Cincinnati. But, uh, <laughs> but in terms of you know, depth elsewhere, you know, not really much at running back Pirine for as long as Javante isn't quite ready, but I think he's pretty much there. You got you know, Devontae Parker, 
I still don't know how he got a contract in, in New England. <laughs> it blows my mind. Um, but and then his uh, his doppelganger that also got paid, but somewhere else, Jacoby Myers. So not really any depth at tight end. So overall, it's again, it's another one of those where when you look at that those starters, you feel good about it. But when you remember it's dynasty and you look at no picks and you just kind of think of in the next couple of years, what does this team look like? And honestly, after this year, some things could go wrong. And I, I, ho- I hope things go right. I hope some of these guys play longer than we expect. But I think they're a bit, a bit sensitive to some age, some injuries and some boom bust players. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you mentioned Derek Henry, who I think is one of the outliers that can have a you know a long career because he is just humongous and he delivers punishment, not the other way around. But he is getting up there. Joe Mixon, you know, the talk coming into the offseason this year was, was he going to be a Bengal this year? Obviously, he got the extension in the restructure of his contract, so he will be there for at least this year. I think if you look at the way the, the contract's written, it's basically a one-year deal. Um, so he can, may not be, even be a Bengal next year. Mike Williams, they basically drafted his replacement this year uh, in, in QJ. Uh, I love Deontay Johnson, but he's another one. I think he's on the last, last year of his deal, or he's pretty close to the last year of his deal. Um, I, I love Deontay Johnson. I just don't know what his future is there. Um, to me, if, if this is my team, cause you're right. I mean, that starting roster is pretty solid. I mean, your wide receiver three is a little weak with uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, and your flex. I, I kind of like Gabe Davis this year as a sort of a post hype sleeper. I think last year we got a little too excited for him this year. I think we're going too much the other direction. Now I think you can get him out of value. So I do think that Gabe Davis could be a viable, uh, but I think if I'm really going to try to build this team, I'm selling off Lamar Jackson. I'm I'm finding that you know a, a contending type team, and I'm putting together some kind of package where I can get a, a ton of picks back, uh, maybe get a a step down quarterback just enough to get me through the season. Um, but that's I think is one of my one of the biggest pieces that I think I'm trying to move. And Shane, you made a face when I mentioned L. Jack. So you do you not agree with that? Uh, only because this guy has Derrick Henry and Joe Mixon. I try and sell them first before I try to sell Lamar. Um, I know that's probably going to be more difficult just because people hate old running, older running backs. But um, I, th- I mean, just looking at it, like, and Lamar's still what twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, he's still pretty young. Um, it's yeah, deal, yeah. So I, I don't know. I now I'm not saying sell Lamar Jackson just to sell Lamar Jackson. You exactly, have to, yeah. you have to get like a king's ransom for Lamar Jackson, absolutely, in order to make that move. I'd be okay with that, um, but I don't know. I I, I don't question you. Just, <laughs> you just I, I question that. Fair enough. Fair enough. We're allowed to disagree. All right, let's get to what we got. Team number eight. Number eight. Number eight team. This team was all over the place. This team was ranked as high as two. And as low as ten. So this one was really a, a dramatic difference here, and it is. Super busy hospital. I'm guessing maybe he's got a ton of injured guys. Uh, and this is your team, Shane. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and apologize. I ranked you at 10, and I did not see the picks that you had. You have a <laughs> shit ton of picks, and that is awesome. Now that I've apologized, I am going to rip you a new asshole. Because <laughs> why in the fuck do you have Kylan Hill and Sammy Watkins still on your goddamn team? <laughs> Like, Highland Hill was going to be, at best, a third down back. He's a free agent. He's still on your roster. Cut him. Like, today. Like, right now. While 
we're on the show. Yeah, we can see it. We're actually looking at your league right now. So when it, like, he disappears off this roster, we'll we'll know it. <laughs> I will I will be greatly appreciative of you. Okay. Now now that we've gotten that out of the way, um, I do love Tua Tonga Vailoa. Um, I think if he remains healthy, he's got a top twelve ceiling um pretty easily for me, especially with Waddle and Tyreek Hill as his weapons. If they can figure out what they're doing in the running back room with whether it's A Chain, Mostert, or Jeff Wilson, um, Miami's offense could be scary. And then you have a nice uh, son pair with Watson and Dotson. I absolutely love both of them. Dotson is one of my favorite guys this year. I've tried to acquire him in multiple leagues. And then Fryermuth at your tight end. Um, I think he's in for a, a good year. Um, even though I don't believe in Kenny Pickett, I think Fryermuth will be uh, easily a top 12 tight end, maybe even top six, which that feels a little bold. Your QB2 is Jordan Love. That could go one of two ways. It could go in the toilet or it could pay off for you very, very nicely. I think it's going the toilet direction because that man couldn't complete a pass at what, Utah State. <laughs> um, so I don't know what the Packers saw on him. I don't know why they traded up to get him. Um, that's another topic for another day, but Jordan Love as your QB2 is, is scary for me. And then, again, like we mentioned, there's not a ton of depth you do have Michael Carter um, and Pierre Strong, some guys that could potentially go off for you. Uh, Chase Claypool and DJ Chark, I, bo- I love both those guys, um, both super young and athletic. Um, and that, that wraps it up. Yeah, I'll agree with you on, on all your points there. Um, and I, I'm like you, I do like Tua a lot. Uh, I've said it on pretty much every podcast this offseason that I think he can be an MVP candidate. And the caveat, of course, he must stay healthy. Uh, so that is the that is the key there. Now the thing that I am a little nervous about with Tua, everywhere that I have Tua, I have a solid, you know, maybe older guy, but a solid QB two and like Jordan Kirk Love. Cousins. Yeah, like a Kirk Cousins, even a Matthew Stafford. Uh, you know, yeah. someone that I just I know I can put him in there. He's going to be starting. He's going to be fine. Jordan Love is not that guy. I'd be very nervous if he's my QB two because God forbid Tua does go down again. Yeah, you're putting Jordan Love at your starting quarterback position, and you're probably not even putting a quarterback in the super flex spot. You're probably putting a, a, a running back or a receiver in that spot. Um, but you mentioned the picks, and, and that's why I have them a little bit higher. Um, yeah. I, I didn't have them at two. Zach, who uh, unfortunately was unable to make the podcast tonight, actually was the one that had him on two, so we couldn't, we can't get his opinion on that. Um, I did have him at eight, though, because of those picks. I mean, you got 102, 107, 108. Uh, in this draft and as well as the 202 uh, and 211. Uh, so those are all really good picks. Um, you know, that 102 will probably be a quarterback, so that'll help you with your Jordan Love situation. Um, I'm assuming Bijan goes one, and you have your choice of the three quarterbacks. So you you add, you know, I'm, I'm assuming it'll be AR. That's who I would take there. But, you know, whatever quarterback you like the best, you know, take Bryce them. Young. Yeah, you're a Bryce Young fan. Uh, but, yeah, I like AR just because of the rushing upside. Um, but then you got 107 and 108 too to get some skill players. So there, there is some opportunities there for the with the draft picks that if you can land, if you can hit and you know nail those guys, uh, you might be okay. Chu, what are your thoughts on this roster here? So the good thing about this one is, you know, with those picks, there are also two firsts in 2024. So with this team, you have the benefit of not having a tremendous amount of like cornerstone dynasty players. And that sounds like a backwards compliment, obviously. But I think when you're looking at some of these guys, there are value to some of these guys. There's 
plenty of these guys that have you know been put in articles this offseason as you know buy lows or guys that people will trade for like you can definitely get some value for some of these guys but ultimately it it would behoove you to you know move off of some of these guys as much as you can and i mean maybe hold on if if you believe in Tua, you hold on to Tua. If you, if you believe in, say, a Jahan Dotson, or I'm not necessarily a believer in the the Jordan Love, Christian Watson experience, uh, but if you can get someone that even package them together and get, give someone a stack there if they want them. So overall, uh, you know, I, as you see my Panthers gear behind me, I love anyone who's still uh, in Dynasty will roster Matt Corral, but <laughs> over, overall, I think uh, trading and getting getting some value that you can would be good. Um, but yeah, first one to see this many first round picks in this league. And that's, that's always a good thing. Yeah, definitely a good thing for sure. He's accumulated a number of picks that can definitely, and you know, you don't have to always take the picks. You can always sell those, you know, you know not mm-hmm. now. Cause you know, once you get close now, you could probably sell the 2023s if you want to, um, cause their value is probably super high, but even the 24s, you don't sell them until you get closer to your draft. That becomes super valuable at that point. All right. Number seven, number seven. Number 17 ranked as high as five and as low as nine. And this is my team and it is carpool boys. Um, So a peek behind the curtain when I do my rankings here, we have them on a little spreadsheet. Um, The first thing I do is look at the quarterbacks they have starting when it's super flex. And I looked at Jalen Hurts and I said, check, you know, I don't even look at the QB two at this point, but then he's got Gino. uh, And then Jimmy Garoppolo is also, you know, he's a good quarterback three. So, quarterback room is pretty good so i immediately moved them a little bit towards the left i am the highest uh on this on this squad i do have him at five um and then you look at the running backs i'm really high on on josh jacobs as long as he can come back and play for the for the uh for the raiders uh it's a little bit of a situation right now to monitor but i do think he eventually will sign and play um and then Najee harris i'm i'm a believer in Najee harris people are hating on him uh, if you look at his season last year, his season last year was not that bad. Uh, I think if you take from his bye week to the end of the season, he was actually the RB7 or RB8. Um, and, you know, he had that injury earlier in the season that kind of slowed him down a little bit. And he's going to get the volume. He's going to get the volume. That's just Tomlin's style. He will ride one running back, and I think he will get the volume. Uh, your receiver room is a who's who of older receivers. Um, you have all the guys that I would be looking to try to move. Um, Keenan Allen, I think he's viable for this season. I think he's be maybe viable for next season, but he's getting up there. Mike Evans is also getting up there. He's been the model of consistency, but he's getting older. Uh, Tyler Lockett, I think they they just drafted his replacement this year. I think maybe he has one more season. Uh, even Devontae Adams, I love him as you know as much as the next person. I think he's still a top five ish, six ish receiver. Uh, he's getting up there a little bit long in the tooth as well. Um, and you look at your tight end, you got you got Goddard, who obviously is a you know one of the top tight ends to have. Uh your bench is lacking a little bit of uh of depth. You've got a couple good pieces in there. Um, some guys that I don't think need to even be rostered. Uh like I don't know if Amir Abdullah does anything for anybody. Uh I'm not really I'm not really seeing that. Uh in the the rumors that Sam Darnold is the best quarterback in camp, don't buy that. They're just talking him up. He's going to be the QB three. So I don't know if I'm holding on to a QB three for a team that that runs the ball as much as the Niners do. Uh, but you do have some guys, you know, Russell Gage is, is usable. Um, I think Devin Singletary is usable. James Conner could have a huge season this year. He can be sneakily uh, be a touchdown guy. Um, so I think he's. But good... they just signed Marlon Mack. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get the hell out of here with that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he's. I, I do like James Conner this year. Health, obviously, being what we need to to, to monitor with him. Um, and then if you look down at your picks, kind of the situation is we had two two teams ago. Uh, you have three picks for the next two years, three years. That's that's not good. And you know, two of those are fourth round picks. So unless you you are amazing at drafting, I can guarantee you those fourth round picks are are not going to be great. Uh, they're going to be super dart throws, so it's not really going to help you. Um, so I'm looking to move some of these older pieces, like I mentioned, especially the receivers. You have a pretty deep receiver core with those with those guys I mentioned. All of them are good. All of them are going to have good seasons this year. Um, so you sell them during the season when they have one of their big games. If Mike Evans has one of his huge, you know, uh, two touchdown type games, uh, or if Keenan Allen has a game where he catches 10, 10, 11 passes and a touchdown, that's when you try to move those guys, uh, get as much value for you as you can, get some uh, picks for next year. Um, but overall, this team, I liked it a lot. Like I said, I had him the highest. I had him at five. Well, me and Chu were tied. Chu uh, also had him mm-hmm. at five. Um, let me get your thoughts on this on this team, Chu, since you had him as high as I did. Yeah, I saw a lot of the same things. I mean, again, it's quarterback is king. So when I first saw Jalen Hurts, I was like, we're starting off good. There's no way it could get any worse because it gets better when you have those two running backs. You have Josh Jacobs and Najee Harris. But it, the most interesting thing I thought about this team, when you have that uh, those top four receivers, Devonta Adams, Keenan Allen, uh, Tyler Lockett, and Mike Evans. I thought that was very interesting just because, you know, you do have a couple of those younger guys. And I think it's very balanced in the sense of you have, you know, the younger running backs. I know Jacobs, I guess, is uh, at 25, 26 at this point. But the position that I think you're able to have them at, at the highest age, you know, the, the higher age apex, that sort of thing, is wide receiver. And you have these guys who, are specifically known for uh, being being those pretty consistent producers. Um, Mike Evans, a, a a big boom guy, as Jeff was mentioning about having those a couple multi touchdown games and going for his I think ninth straight a thousand yard season. So uh, I like what you've got there. Like you do have you know some solid quarterback depth. Also, um, the three picks is is a is a bit of a hindrance. I would say. I mean, I definitely get back to me and let you know, let me know what those two fourths do for you, but. uh yeah, I think, uh, yeah, moving on from one or two of those wide receivers, if you can, would be incredible. And you still have Jalen Hurts, and you'll be fine. Yeah, oh, I agree 100%. I think this team this team has, has done some good things. There's a few things that he can do to improve. Um, first thing would be go drop Amir Abdullah immediately. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I think a good team overall. Uh, all right, let's get to team number six. Number six. Number six team ranked as high as three. And as low as nine. And Chew, this is your squad. It is Pigskin Princess. Well, first off, a cool name, but I think you should probably get uh, Chris Moore from Lieutenant Dan's Platoon, and then you can just change your team name to More, More, More. As you see, you got a couple of mores in there. But uh, jokes aside, you know, I really like, excuse me, I see some studs in here with Burrow. You have Javonta Williams, a guy who I had him as the RB1 of his class. No offense to Travis Etienne. Some, I think when we were talking about uh, Dynasty Cornerstones a couple of teams ago, having a Jamar Chase, having a Chris Olave, uh, T. Higgins, again, I do think he ends up maybe not being re-signed by Cincinnati, just how they traditionally handle, uh, handle their team and, and their money and that sort of thing. And maybe still possibly going elsewhere and being the alpha somewhere else. So still a great wide receiver there. TJ Hawkinson, he's in a tremendous situation in Minnesota, you know, certainly for as long as Kirk Cousins is there. Uh, we'll see what happens after this season. Um, 
This was an interesting one too. You've got, again, the most important thing in Superflex, quarterback depth, but also, you know, if you have a starting quarterback, I don't even care if it's Baker Mayfield. If he's one of the guys that you have as depth, preferably the third quarterback, fantastic. And what you have here is, even if Russell Wilson isn't, isn't what he used to be, which I don't think he's going to be as bad as last year, but I don't think he's, he's not vintage Russell Wilson. You at least have a stopgap until Kyler Murray comes back. And I mean, Kyler Murray's not done. I understand the weapons are, are all but gone there, but Kyler Murray can do it with his legs. He is, he's an absolute freak. I know he's a little bit short, but uh, he can, I think, hold up a bit better than uh, if Bryce Young was trying to run too much out there. So, uh, And to go on top of what I was mentioning with those dynasty cornerstones there with the wide receivers, you still also have the depth of Michael Pittman, uh, Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, and Rondell Moore. Um, so overall, you know, when we mentioned how top heavy and like mentioning on the starters, that that's very important. A good amount of depth, though. And when with those running backs, you know, you do have the strong starters with Stevenson and Javante, but you also have you know a couple of guys like you know Mostert. I think is going to have his games here and there. Damian Harris, you know, with uh, Naeem Hines out for the year, it's going to be helpful. You've got Zeke. I think he's going to he's going to get a job somewhere. I think he's just kind of he and he and Fournette and some of those guys are just kind of waiting for their moment. Uh, Kamara can't, you know, perfect timing that we're recording this now. Once that news has come out, yep. three games, one good. more than Ronald Jones for doing PEDs. So shocking, <laughs> pretty incredible. So good thing Ronald Jones didn't also do what Kamara did. So he'd have five games total. Um, but I, you know, looking at this team again in 23, it's a couple of fourth round picks, but what I like is so many young studs on the starting roster. And then you also have first to second in 2024 four seconds in 2025 on top of a first, a third, and a fourth. So I think this is a very well-balanced team. It's like a, a very you know, top tier in the sense of you can win now. You don't need to sell anyone off, really. You know, maybe if, if you want to move some of those receivers, if you're not, you know, not sold on Pittman, if, some, if Bateman gets healthy and has one good game, probably trade him because he's going to get hurt again. Elijah Moore, if he decides to pop a little bit with Deshaun Watson and you're not really believing in it, you can trade him because you still have Jamar Chase, Chris Olave, T. Higgins. So you've got a great combo of studs, enough depth that is tradable, and then you could just accumulate more draft capital. Keep going. Yeah, so your breakdown here, I'm looking at this roster, and I, I had them the lowest at, at nine, and I'm like, what the hell was I looking at? I must have been. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a good, this is a good squad. I don't, know, I don't know what I was looking at and why I, I had them at nine. Maybe you don't was, like talent. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. <laughs> uh, I should have had this team much higher. I mean, that that starting roster is, is is super solid. I mean, you got Burrow. You know, typically I wouldn't want to have Chase and Higgins, but when you got Burrow, you got the stack there. They're going to put up a ton of points. Why not? Uh, Chris Olave, I love uh, Javante Williams. I love Ramondre you Stevenson. Olave him. I Olave him. Uh, yeah, and Ramondre Stevenson's a, a guy I like. And I honestly, I'm I'm sorry, Pixie and Pickham, or what is this, uh, Pixie and Princess? I apologize. I should have had you much higher. Uh, your ranking should have been higher. I don't know what I was looking at when I did this ranking, but uh, yeah, great, great breakdown. Jay, anything you wanted to say real quick before we get to Team Five? I was just going to say that I did have them ranked three because I can read. Um, <laughs> and I think I agree with you on the, the Burrow, Chase, and Higgins thing. I'm almost considering telling this person, try and pair, let's say, T. Higgins and Michael Pittman and go get a stud running back. Because I don't know if I trust Ramondre to be that top 12 running back. Shut um, up. Get out of here. <laughs> and uh, I also don't know 
how much I trust Javante's knee, at least early on. Long term, like I love Javante Williams um, this year, but he's been my RB3 pretty much anywhere I've taken him. Um, and so as RB2, that just with the injury, it, it makes me a little nervous. So I would try and trade one of those stud wide receivers um, or pair two of them and go get a top 12 running back. So we talked about Javante Williams a little bit on my Wednesday show. And, you know, the fact that he was not put on the pup, uh, the fact that he is cleared for, for contact and that he potentially might even play in preseason games is huge. Huge. Um, the only thing I'm scared of is, is, is the Dobbins situation where Dobbins, I think came back too soon ended up yep. re-injuring it and going out for a while. So I hope, I hope he truly is healthy and ready to roll. Uh, Cause I do love him. And, and, your Stevenson hate, uh, you know, you're not welcome back on my show if you hate Stevenson because I love. I don't Stevenson. hate Stevenson. <laughs> I just don't love Stevenson as a top twelve running back. I you don't. You don't love him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I I love Stevenson. Now I think he's going to get a a huge workload, assuming that they don't sign Dalvin Cook or something. That you know it could change if something like that happens. Uh, but right now, I mean, he's getting a huge workload. Um, and I think that they want to play good defense and run the ball because they have you know, Mac Jones as their quarterback. So uh, he's going to get a huge workload and he can catch passes, too. So that's why I like him so much. All right, let's get to uh, where are we at? Team number five. Number five. Number five team ranked as high as four and as low as eight. And it is Dirty Bills. And Shane, this is your team here. Yeah, so... Uh, let's just let's rip the bandaid off and it's a good bandaid to rip off. You've got Josh Allen stacked with Stefan Diggs. It's absolutely beautiful. And then you've got CD lamb as your wide receiver too, from a dynasty perspective. That's incredible. Um, then Debo and Christian Kirk. I love them as your wide receiver three in your flex. You've got the dynasty tight end two and Mark Andrews. And then Derek Carr is a solid QB too. Um, let me go back to my notes real quick. Um, I love that you have Isaiah Spiller and Brian Robinson. Spiller is a guy that I'm super high on as a dart throw, um, especially like with some question marks about what Eckler's going to do. And then also, like we haven't seen Josh Kelly actually take over that that second back role in uh, L.A. And I I was super high on Spiller last year as a rookie. Um don't know what happened with him in the draft, why he fell like he did. Um, he was my RB1 at one point. And so um, that, I really like Spiller and like the talent to take him, take over as the RB2 in, in LA. And then Brian Robinson's a starting running back. Like, even if he splits time with Gibson, like, he's a great depth piece for you on this bench. Yeah, we, we talked about Brian Robinson on my show too. And, and my co host Ryan loves Brian Robinson and can't yep. figure out why he's being drafted so late. Um, in, in, you know, in drafts right now, he's going to get a huge workload. I mean, even yeah. with, with Gibson there, I think, you know, they're going to run the ball and I think Robinson's going to have a ton of touches and the word, you know, I live in Washington, DC. Yeah. Uh, there's rumors that he's catching passes now too. Brian Robinson is, which yeah, gives buddy. him even more value. So love that. Um, and then just to wrap it up, uh, Alan Lazard and Cole Komet are two great pieces on your bench that I really, really like. Um, the last comment is I don't love your starting running backs. Um, I've never been a Miles Sanders fan and Isaiah Pacheco, like looking at his stats last year in, in the league, um, he didn't have great points, fantasy points per game. 
Now, the upside is there. The volume is there. And obviously, you want to take running backs attached to great offenses. And that's what Pacheco is. Sanders, who the hell knows? But, and this is the biggest but I can give you, the way that you have your team constructed, these two running backs are absolutely perfect for it. So it really doesn't bother me that much. Um, I had this team highest ranked at four. Um, and then go down and look at their draft picks. I I totally miss that. I always do. Jeff can tell you. Um, <laughs> I always miss the draft picks. But you got 111, 203, 208, 210. I know who I would be targeting at those picks. Um, I won't spoil it for your league mates, but there's some good players that you can get and add to the depth of your team there. Yeah. So I, I like this team a lot. I may have been even low at four. Yeah, that the 111, I think you could probably get a decent uh, running back in that in that group yep. there. So he can shore up that running back group because you're right uh as much as i love pacheco he doesn't catch passes and he plays in the most pass heavy offense so if you're a, if you're a running back that doesn't catch passes that plays in a high offense that plays a lot of passing uh you're not going to get a ton of points there you're going to be reliant on touchdowns which you know if you're going to rely on touchdowns do it with the chiefs um, yeah. but it's going to be tough for him to really you know give you week in and week out production yeah all right team number four Number four. Number four team ranked as high as two and as low as five, and it is Dr. Watson, OBGYN. And uh, this is this is my <laughs> this is my team here. Uh, again, what I do with my team is I usually look at the quarterbacks, and I, I had them a little bit lower than most of them because of the quarterbacks. You've got Deshaun Watson, who we hope we think can bounce back. Um, and then, I hope he chokes. Was that? I hope he chokes. Yeah, I know you do. You're not a you're not a fan. Uh, and then you got Matthew Stafford, who I like, you know, as a as a as a QB two. But then behind him, you've got Jacoby Brissett and uh, Bailey Zappi, who, if things go right with their teams, they won't even be seeing the field. Uh, I'm trying to do two things at once here. Trying to find the team on the screen as well as talk about the team. So let me just do one thing and get that on the screen. There we go. Um, and then you look at your your running back room. You got some question marks there. Two guys that are, um, you know, J.K. Dobbins obviously had a good end of the season last year, but you know he's got some issues with his contract. I guess it hasn't even shown up for camp yet. Um, and then we, you know, is he fully healthy? We, you know, we think he is from last year, but you never know. Uh, Cam Makers, another guy that had a really good, you know, last four or five games of of last year, and we think he's going to get the workload this year. But there is some question marks as whether or not he will or not. Um, your receiver room, I love Brandon Ayuk. I, I'm a Niners fan, so that doesn't you know doesn't take much for me to say that. But I uh, love him too. If that it like helps val- yeah, validate it a little validate, bit. Validate. Thank you. That's the yeah. word I was looking for. I, I I truly think he is the number one option in that offense now. It's it's not Debo in the passing game at least. I think Christian McCaffrey overall is probably the number one option. But uh, Brandon Ayuk, the word in camp right now is he is absolutely crushing it, and he is completely unguardable. Uh, and that's a good defense he's playing up against in, in practice. So if they're saying he's unguardable against that defense, I, I do believe it. Um, Sky Moore in the in the starting lineup kind of hurts a little bit. I'm not t- too high on Sky Moore. Uh, and Juju's another one that kind of brings it down a little bit, um, which is why I think I didn't have many higher than that. When you scroll down to the uh, to the bench, uh, again, some good pieces here. Some guys that really need some things to happen. I like John Mechie. Uh, I do think that you know he can he has the potential at least to be a, a top receiver in, in Houston. Uh, Wondell Robinson was really good until he got hurt last year. You know, can he step back into that same role he was in last year? Let's hope so. Um, Trey McBride. I've been drafting this guy late in all of my drafts. I got him in the Scott Fishbowl super late. 
Um, I, I think if you look at his last couple of games, he he started to really come on at the end of the year. Zach Ertz is not going to be starting the beginning of the season. So I think Trey McBride's got an opportunity to sort of show out there. And, you know, the situation in, in Arizona is a little shaky because of the quarterback. But I, I do think if Colt McCoy is the starter, I think he is good enough uh, to at least give the guys that we want to have fantasy value. I think guys like Marquise Brown, guys like Trey McBride. I think he's good enough to get those guys some value. If James the, Connor. If the yeah, James mm-hmm. Connor. If the rookie starts, I'm a little bit more leery on that. I'm hoping that Colt McCoy is the one that starts the season at least. Um other than that, uh looking at the draft picks, you um you have the uh the the the, the draft pick everybody wants, basically. You got the one oh one. Uh you have Mr. B. John Robinson. And then you follow it up with I think that's the one oh four if I'm if I can see it correctly. Um, so you're going to get a, a decent quarterback as well, probably. So that really helps this team out. You're probably moving, uh, you know, one of those players out of your lineup. Bijan's going to start there, which shores up that running back room. And then the 104, you know, helps your quarterback room too. If you do end up taking a quarterback at 104, so you know you have a quarterback three uh, behind Watson and Stafford. Um, overall, I had this team at four, so obviously a solid team. And I, I do think that the the top four teams, starting with this team and the next three, we do. Uh, that's the tier right there. I think those these four teams are the, the four teams that we really like. If you look at the uh, aggregate ranking, um, they're all separated by a half a point or a full point. When you get to these teams, it's like two-point jump from the last team to this team, and I think that's kind of what we're going to see the rest of the way through this the top four. Uh, Chu, I'll go to you. You got this team ranked at number two. Give me your thoughts on this team. Yeah, so every, everything you said, you know, with the starters they've got, you know, there are some some good ones to build around with, you know, Deshaun Watson, um, Brandon Ayuk, maybe one of the running backs. I know there's a bit of ambiguity with, you know, th- these guys being uh, hobbled with injuries over the last couple of years. But I think, you know, with not a lot of depth on the bench, looking at the draft picks this team has been able to assemble with the 101, the 104. In 2024, you have three first. In 2025, you have, I believe, two first. So to have that starting roster and and have those firsts over the next couple of years, I think gives you tremendous flexibility in the sense of I don't think that this, you know, a lot of things would have to go right with the Sky Moors and the and the Chickaconquas and that sort of thing and the Rashad Whites to have this team, you know, in the play like comfortably in the playoffs. But I think, you know, the important thing is you have that quarterback, you know, Staff- Stafford is, again, a, a good uh, second quarterback, but there's not, you know, the Bailey Zappi and Jacoby Brissett's not, not too much. But with those draft picks, you'll be able to, you know, steadily, gradually build a team. And you do have a couple of guys on here that are maybe some flashy names. You've seen some camp news or something that you could possibly move, move them for. At this point, you don't need more draft picks, but maybe use some of your seconds and thirds pairing with some of these these the sky moors and that sort of thing to level up and to really improve that starting roster into uh some young dynasty players that once you're really ready to compete you're good to go yeah and that's that's another reason why adam's four is because of so many picks that he has like peek behind the curtain i take a screenshot of draft picks and i put it on the spreadsheet i had to shrink his draft picks (laughs) in order to fit (laughs) it on the spreadsheet because it wouldn't fit um, so yeah, he's got a ton of picks. So, and, and we've always said this on the POPs that, that draft picks are kind of like the currency in, in dynasty. You can, if, if you decide you want to go all in and tr- go for a championship, you can use those picks to buy pieces. Uh, you can use them to move up and down in the draft. You've got so much flexibility when you got that many draft picks that you can do with. So that's a, that's a great thing to have. All right. Number three, Wait, I've got one piece of advice for oh, this team. Go ahead. 
Don't be a dumbass. Take Bijan Robinson first. <laughs> yes. Yes. Don't get cute. We say that all the time on my DFS show. Don't get cute. Just just take the chalk. Eat the chalk. All right. Let's get to number three. Number three. Number three team. So the next uh, three teams, like I said, were kind of a, a close tier. They were all uh, ranked number one by at least one of us. Uh, and this team was ranked as high as one and as low as six. And this is your squad, shoe, and you had them at one. This is the uh, Country Road Fat Mahomes. Hey, love the name. It definitely is a couple of good names here in the league. But, you know, just like we were talking about uh, with the other team, you know, when you see a Jalen Hurts, you see, all right, what's beneath that? What are the picks? What are the team looking like? You see Pat Mahomes, and you're like, I already feel pretty great. I am not the biggest Ken Walker guy, but not in the sense of I think he can't hack it. I think he's not going to get enough of a of a, a workload with Charbonnet there. It, Ken Walker's the guy. You know, whether it's 60-40, 70-30, I don't know, but I think he can be efficient enough and it can, it can be worthwhile for you. I'm a big DeAndre Swift fan, and I, I think he will, he will do well in Philly. I think that's a, a tremendous offense to, to be working with, and uh, he's going to do well there. Overall, looking at this team compared to the league, it's the biggest one-two punch at quarterback with Pat Mahomes and uh, Justin Fields. I do... L- you know, when you think of quarterback depth, having someone like a Mac Jones as a third quarterback. And I mean, with camp news, if Trask actually wins his starting job, yeah. does he keep it? Probably not, but that's okay. Then you'd have four starting quarterbacks on one dynasty team, which is fantastic. Um, but then just looking at the rest of the squad here, you know, the reason I had him one, aside from the Patrick Mahomes, Justin Field experience is you've got, you know, with that running back room, I think there is, you know, a bit of, you know, is there injury risk with Swift and uh, with Ken Walker? You know, what's going to happen there? You do have uh, a pass catcher in a tremendous offense like McKinnon. I think he's going to do well. Again, like mentioned with Zeke earlier, I think Fournette is going to sign somewhere where he's going to get, you know, enough of a workload. I think he's going to be another, another like a ring chase type scenario that he did with Tampa Bay. Uh, but I think he's still going to get an okay workload. And Jamal Williams, you know, for, for the three weeks that he's needed. Um, the wide receivers, uh, I do like those first three stories you have now that we especially see that DeAndre Hopkins is now, you know, he's on a roster. We now can actually correctly try, try and project and visualize what that's going to look like. Um, but in terms of the depth, you know, the Paris Campbell, uh, Greg Dort, I do like him. Isaiah Hodgins, I think he's going to be the guy outside of Darren Waller in New York. Um, you know, I'm not a, not a huge believer uh, in Ross uh, uh, in Kansas City, if that's someone who you can move off of for a little bit of draft capital. but. One thing I did notice, it looks like, you know, you do have the 112, and I believe that is yours. So implying, of course, you are the league winner. Um, it's pretty easy to see how that happened in terms of how you won the league. And normally when I'm ranking a team first, you know, I do want to have a bit of flexibility kind of being able to put my stamp on this team. And it's often tough to do that with a Patrick Mahomes-led team, especially with Justin Fields as a second quarterback. But I think there's enough here that you can you can make some tweaks if you want to, but you I mean, you're good. You have you have your own first and second. Uh, you have a first next year, first the year after that, uh, a couple other picks outside of that. Um, so, you know, of the teams that I got to look at, this is the first one that actually had a first. So, I mean, if to be honest, with, with it being the 112 in 2023, if you wanted to pair that with one of those receivers and maybe take a 2024 first to comfortably know it's going to be likely a better than the 112, you can do that, and your your starting roster is not going to suffer. Yeah, that's a good call. And and there's a guy on his bench that has a special place in my heart because he uh, he also led me to a championship in my my most important league, my home league. 
uh, and that's Mr. Jarek McKinnon. Uh, I rode Jarek McKinnon and Sam Darnold, if you can believe it, to a championship. Because I had lost Kyler Murray, my starter. I had lost Ryan Tannehill. Uh, and then I traded away Christian McCaffrey thinking I was going into a rebuild. And I got back uh, Jarek McKinnon and then rode him to a championship after thinking I was going into a rebuild. So I, I love having him there as a, as, a, as a piece on the bench to, to fill in. Uh, I think he's going to have a huge uh, passing role. We mentioned already Pacheco doesn't catch passes. I think he had like 12 catches all of last year. Uh, so McKinnon in a, in a passing offense is going to catch a ton of passes. Now, he'll have some touchdown regression. I think he had nine last year, which is a ridiculous number. I think he was second on the a team. A lot nine. of them came in the second half of the season. Exactly. Too. So I don't think that's going to happen again, but I do think he still gets a, a good role. Uh, I guess I mentioned in the pass catching uh, offense, as long as he's on the field, he's going to be good for you. Uh, you mentioned the quarterbacks. You know, again, that's kind of what I look at the first thing. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Fields, it's hard to get better than that. Um, I do think that, that there's one that I like a little bit better, uh, only because I, I like the second quarterback in that in that group better. But uh, Patrick Mahomes is hard to beat, so that's it, a tough thing. But uh, overall, great roster. Anything you wanted to mention here, Shane? Uh, there was, and I don't remember what the hell it was. <laughs> If not, we can move on to team number two. We can always come back. No, I think uh, just a couple names that uh, Chu didn't mention in the wide receiver room is like upside guys are Terrence Marshall and Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, yeah. Both those guys have had hype at different points of the season. Yeah. Terrence, Terrence Marshall's cooled off a little bit, but, you know, it's still the potential still there. Yeah. All right. Let's get to number two. Number two. Number two team, again, ranked as high as one uh, and as low as four, and it is Blow Job Friday. And the team that had him at one, or the, the person that had him at one, is Shane, and this is your squad. All right, Mr. Chu, I call your Patrick Mahomes and Justin Fields and raise you Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. So how about that for a Blow Job Friday? <laughs> That's a freaking awesome duo. I have it. I had it in one league, and then that league folded. Jeff was in that league. Don't know what the hell happened to that one, but um, I absolutely love that pairing. Um, we won't talk about your QB3 because it's Taylor Heineke, and I'm hoping that he does touch the field because of Desmond Ritter. But we'll move on. Christian McCaffrey, Tony Pollard, that's an awesome RB2 or RB1 and RB2 duo. Um, I think it easily beats the team next to you. Sorry, Chu, again. Um, and then holy blowjob Friday again. Justin Jefferson and Jalen Waddle as your wide receiver one and wide receiver two is absolutely incredible. George Pickens in the wide receiver three slot. I love that. Um, no, he can't separate, but he's so freaking athletic that it doesn't really doesn't matter. matter. Um and uh, go Bucks because he and I actually went to the same high school. And then David Njoku, I think Njoku is one of the is a sneaky tight end one. Um, that he's kind of like will, Evan Ingram in a way. That's yeah, how I exactly. Um, and I, I hate complimenting Evan Ingram, but <laughs> I guess I have to at this point. He learned how to catch. Um, so, but then Aaron Jones is your flex. Like that's the beautiful starting lineup. Um, and that is why why I had you ranked as high as I did. I guess we'll call it buyer's remorse. Looking at your bench, there's a little bit of a lack of depth there. Um, I do like Duvernay, but I think with the draft that the Ravens had, he's kind of on his way out. Chase Edmonds, I think, is a sneaky pick um, for running back if Rashad White doesn't work out. Um, but I also think Sean Tucker is a guy that um, could sneak sneak into some carries there in Tampa. And then David Bell and Calvin Austin are two good dart throws. Uh, here's the only problem with Blowjob Friday. 
You ruined your team with Taysom Hill. That guy gives blowjobs to Sean Payton. I hate that guy. Um, I don't know what he had on Sean Payton or the the Saints front office, but good Lord, why does that man play so much? (laughs) Sounds personal, So many targets, carries, and touchdowns from the guys that we actually need them to go to. Yeah, that was Taysom Hill's job, basically, is to piss everybody else off. Because everybody! Nobody started Taysom Hill, like, unless you absolutely had to, because you never knew when that game was going to come. And then it would come, and it would ruin, you know, whoever you have on your team that you needed that touchdown for. Yeah, he's he's very frustrating. He's a, he's a good DFS play when you just want to punt tight end. You just threw him in the tight end position and hope that he had two touchdowns. I've got him in Scott Fish because I feel like this year in Scott Fishbowl, like he's the perfect player. Um, he's probably draft- basically free, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. and I drafted Kamara. So, like, I just took Kamara out of the starting lineup today and put Hill in because I'm like, well, Hill's going to get carries for at least three games. Yeah. That's a good yep. point. Uh, I too had this this team at one, and you know you mentioned it. The, the quarterback room is the one that I thought a little bit better because, you know, we're, while Patrick Mahomes is better than Justin Herbert, I don't think the difference is is as good as big as uh, Trevor Lawrence to Justin Fields. And I love Fields as well, but I just think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a huge, huge season. I think he's the next. Jeff, I, you and I have never agreed more on a show. I, I don't know. think, it's, 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 um, <laughs> but I think. We are in the minority when it comes to Lawrence and Fields. Like everyone is projecting Fields to have a massive year. And I don't think that's out of the, the realm of possibility. I just absolutely love Trevor Lawrence and what they've done in Jacksonville yeah. to set him up for success. And he's not being coached by the best kicking coach in the league anymore. He's actually got an actual NFL coach going into year two with that coach and getting a true wide receiver one in Calvin Ridley. Like, Yep. Oh, I'm so ready for this offense. And they are my new favorite team, if you didn't see that. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> and and I think this offense is, is wheels up. The only thing that holds me back is the fact that they're the Jaguars and they just find ways to screw everything up. Yeah. So that's the only thing. But you mentioned all the weapons that he has. This offense was pretty good last year. They add, add uh, Calvin Ridley to the mix. I think Lawrence is going to have a huge, huge season. You mentioned the starting lineup. There's no weaknesses there. I love George Pickens. He's your receiver three. Um, we've already seen in camp how ridiculous some of these catches oh that he's making. Oh my God, that one catch against Joey Porter Jr. was disrespectful. Ridiculous. <laughs> he even had one early on. I don't know if y'all saw this one, but he was catching uh, passes from the jugs machine. And it was like literally a three-yard pass that he juggled and then had to jump forward and catch it with one hand, and he did that. <laughs> it was like ridiculous. Like the, the guy is insane. So hopefully he pans out, but I, I do like this team a lot. I also had them at number one. Uh, sure, you had in the lowest tier. Any reason why? Yeah, the big thing, you know, when I was talking about the Patrick Mahomes, Justin Fields, the best uh, one-two punch, you know, this was the only other team that was even in consideration for, you know, ha- having a good one t- or great one-two punch at uh, at quarterback. Honestly, specifically, you know, I definitely understand, you know, with Trevor Lawrence, you know, his growth uh, last season, new head coach, and that did him wonders. No thanks, Trevor Meyer. Yeah. Uh, but Justin Herbert, I think. He's already done so well and already such a short career. And I don't think it's being underappreciated at all, but I think he's someone who has already been doing as well as he has. And he's wowed, but it doesn't seem like it's been like, un- like the dynasty community under like really appreciates How fully though yep. the wow of what he's been doing and what he's about to do with, I'm not a big QJ guy, I, but okay. I knew I liked you. 
Not a big QJ guy, <laughs> but I think a big thing for him is going to be Kellen Moore coming over. This offense is going to be wide open. Yep. 100%. And having all those weapons, Keenan Allen's still got it. Gerald Everett, a tremendous tight end. It's going to be a good weapon for him. Obviously, Austin Eckler. Yep. So I, I think he's going to have a, a top, possibly top three year uh, in fantasy this year. And uh, in terms of another, another depth piece, I know there's not, not too, too much to speak of, but obviously you see the Panthers gear behind me. So Deonta Foreman, I do think he's yeah. going to be, uh, pr- provide some good value in that Chicago backfield. Yep, good call. Chu, let me ask you this. Um, or the comment I wanted to make was to your point about Herbert and what he's already done. His receiving core has never been fully healthy throughout an entire season. Mm-hmm. He's always had Allen go down, Williams go down, both of them go down at certain points. And then last year he was dealing with the rib injury. And I don't feel like people really realize like how much that was affecting him. And he's still putting up, I think he put up QB 11 numbers, if I remember correctly off the top of my head. So still finishing as a QB one, it wasn't necessarily where you drafted him um, last year, but I think everything that you said and, and moving forward with more and adding QJ, even though we don't believe in him, um, is going to be huge for for Herbert this year. Yeah, agreed, hundred percent. Yeah, he was he was thrown to who? What? Jalen Guyton, uh, DeAndre Josh Carter, Palmer, and Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, sneaky, sneaky, sneaky late round flyer is Darius Davis out of TCU. Um, that's somebody who I would look for in like the fifth round. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good call. All right. Team number one, if you haven't figured it out yet. Number one. Number one. Number one team is Kenny P's Smooth Chaz. And this roster, honestly, when you look at the whole totality of it and and the amount of picks that he has, I I don't know how you put it together. Because, I mean, you have the youth and you have the top-level youth. I mean, you've got Brees Hall, Travis Etienne, uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, Traylon Burks was going to be a high pick. Uh, then you go to your 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 picks here, and you've got one, two, three, four first round picks in this year's draft, and another two, three picks in next year. I mean, I don't know how you got those picks because where did you give up to get them? Because you've got such a great roster, Dak Prescott. You give up blowjob Friday, duh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Dak Prescott, Kenny Pickett is a little bit of a weaker QB too, but I, I do think that he's got some good value. Um, I, I've brought this up a n- number of times, but uh, Tomlin uh, likes to throw the ball. And I think if you saw last year, they kind of increased his level of, of, of passing at the end of the year. And he got more and more efficient as the season went on as well. I think he can carry that into this season. Uh, he will go into the season as the starter. So that would kind of true uh, up some things as well. Traylon Burks, I think the uh, the signing of D Hop helps Traylon Burks tremendously. Um, one from, oh, one, I'm sorry to interrupt. But go ahead. Have you seen Traylon's camp videos? I know they're camp mm-hmm. videos, but have you seen them? Some of them are pretty sick. They're filthy. Yeah, they really are. And he's I was a big, he's a big fella. I was down on Traylon Burks in his rookie year. You know, I was not one of the guys that was buying him, but the hate has gone too far the other direction. Mm. And I think, like I said, I, I, D Hop helps him not just from a a a mentorship standpoint. Um, but I think also from on the field where D Hop's going to draw that 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 coverage and Traylon Burks is going to be one on one with a lot of guys, so that's that's huge. Um, obviously, the receiving core you got with Garrett Wilson, Calvin Ridley, Drake London, um, young and at the top of their game. Calvin Ridley's a little bit older, you know, he was an old rookie, but he still, you know, he missed two years, so he doesn't have a lot of uh, tread on his tire, so to speak. 
Brees Hall, Travis Etienne in the quarter in the running back room. I love Jerome Ford, um, and I think last night's game, I tuned in hoping to see Jerome Ford, but then I was happy that he didn't play because that means he's already got the starting or the number two job. That's the reason why he didn't play last night. He got the number two job. He he sat out, so that's that's good news. I think he's the passing uh, pass catching back in that offense. So I love Jerome Ford. Um, the only thing that I will say, and I, I, you know, I don't have the 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 uh, the roster size pulled up here. Is your is your your roster is kind of short. I don't like having extra spots on my bench. I'm putting mm-hmm. any flyer that I can possibly pick up uh, and fill out my entire bench. Um, He'll fill it out with his picks. I'm fine with it. Even even with the picks, I mean, honestly, I've I've been known to take the picks and just not have my have my roster be locked through the preseason. You know, just take yeah. the picks and let them sit there until until you see how some of these guys do. It's easier to figure out who you're going to drop once it gets to the you know that third preseason game. Um, but yeah, overall, great roster. Um, I'll let both of you chime in on it. Uh, we'll go to you first, Chew. Give me your thoughts here. Yeah, I had the well, you know, we had him, you know, one, two, and three. So I, I had them the lowest, but you know. More broadly speaking, they're, of course, the one we'd want the most here in, in this one. So I was really trying to concoct, you know, Jeff, like you were mentioning, how you have some of these guys on your team that, as we all know, were first-round rookie picks. So trying to concoct, like, oh, is it once Brees Hall got hurt, then you traded for him? Oh, was it ETN back when he got hurt? Is for, you got trade. Like, I'm just trying to concoct, like, which of these guys did you pick and which of these guys did you just let them get hurt, let them have this, you know, that bad, Depressed that bad value. media or whatever. And you just, mm-hmm. you just, we're just snagging them left and right. I, I don't know. Uh, but, but good on you. Good job. And yeah, you know, to have this kind of a starting roster, I think is still, is still pretty incredible. Uh, given the picks you have. And I think I mean, there's no way to go wrong here. Um, there's, you know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest uh, Calvin Ridley fan. You know, I, I don't think he's going to be what he used to be, but I think he can be okay. Um, but when you have guys like Garrett Wilson around him, uh, Drake London, um, I think you have plenty of stuff to balance that out. I see you have Jamison Williams there on the bench. So that could be another one where once, once all that stuff happened, maybe you were able to snag him. So, um, and in terms of some tight end love, the fact that you have two of my favorite guys on here, Jawan Johnson, Jake Ferguson, not saying they're, not saying they're going to be top five or top 10 guys, but I'm a huge fan. Just, yeah. Yeah. And I, I like Dolce's a lot too. And, you know, traditionally Russell Wilson hasn't, targeted one tight end if you look at his his you know he's in seattle he'd always kind of spread it out because they had two or three guys i think dolce's is the man in this offense though so if you were to take all of russell wilson's targets to the tight end and put them into one guy i think dolce's is going to be huge this year so he's somebody i'm definitely looking at and like you mentioned the the, the picks the 103 and the 106 um are going to be you know immediate starters right off the bat the 109 you're probably looking at uh you know maybe the zach charbonnet uh, or maybe if you wanted to reach with the quarterback, you can go with AR at the 109. Or actually, no, I'm sorry, it's super flex. He's not going to make it that far. Uh, but Sharps will probably be there, uh, and and the 110 as well. I, I mean, this team, this team's beautiful. Shane, what about you? Anything you want to add to this? Yeah, I think I had them at two simply because of Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett is garbage. Um, but, but, I think Pickett and Najee both have room for improvement because. The Steelers finally drafted offensive line. So if that's my hope for Pickett um, is that he's going to have enough time to throw. Um, and he does have, like, he's a, a good athlete. So, um, and then 
I will disagree with you, Chu. I love Calvin Ridley. Before all the crap went down with his suspension, he was my dynasty wide receiver three at one point. Um, he's only 29 and obviously missed the last two years. So, like, I think Ridley is oh, hypercharged for a comeback. Um, and Etienne's one of my favorite players. So, I love this roster. Um, I, again, I think the only reason that I had it at two was because of the QB2 situation. Like, Pickett, I'm not a believer in. Lance, who knows what the hell's going on with that? I'm not a believer in him either. But then you can shore it up with your picks. Um, and I missed, again, I missed the picks because <laughs> I don't ever fucking look at it. So, um, but Dak, I love Dak. So this is a great team. They were second right behind the, the team that I had first. So Yeah, and, and JBK in the chat says, was, worth, uh, was it worth tanking for two seasons uh, to have the number one team ranked? Uh, absolutely i'm gonna go yes yeah (laughs) i'm gonna say it was worth it good Um, tank yeah Yeah. good good job good job tanking and good job picking because you could tank and pick the wrong guys and end up screwed i think you picked the right guys so yeah good stuff all right that wraps the podcast up guys let's go around the room uh give them your twitter handle and uh you know tell them what you're working on we'll go to you first shane you can uh plug your polys uh uh, playoff. I will call it a pocket again. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you have a daughter without telling me you have a daughter. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, my guy, my handle is FF Shane B. You can follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm also in Jeff's discord and a bunch of other discord channels. So if you're there, it's the same handle. Um, my show is red zone redemption. Uh, if it's your thing, we, I try and blend faith and fantasy football a little bit more towards the fantasy football side, but just giving people a space if they're, if they're so inclined to talk about their faith. Um, but then, uh, like Jeff has mentioned a couple of times, I run a charity tournament called Polly's playoff. It is a tournament to end Alzheimer's. I am taking registrations for that until Tuesday at 1159 PM. And then invites are going out right after that on Wednesday. Um, again, I can't remember if I mentioned it, but it's a tournament to end Alzheimer's, uh, and you can sign up at polysplayoff.com. Great Thanks for having me, Jeff. Absolutely. Chew. Uh, Twitter handle is Father Dynasty, and you can check out my YouTube channel. Also, Father Dynasty. I've got the Father Dynasty podcast spitting out, usually uh, one weekly episode and a couple of clips off of that. Um, and also, you know, of course, writing it going for two, doing some Dynasty ranking over there as well. And also very much looking forward to this time next week, likely be landing in Canton for the FFX Fest. Anybody out there? Nice. Uh, Come talk to me. I'll probably be wearing Father Dynasty merch because based on Twitter, I don't know how to recognize anybody. <laughs> yeah, so that was where I was worried about as well. I, I was supposed to go and I had mentioned that. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go now, but uh, they give you lanyards. So you'll be mm-hmm. able to hopefully be able to tell who's who. Um, again, guys, thank you for your purchase. Uh, I think this is at least your second year doing it, if not your third. I appreciate that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Jeff Lambert 77 and go take advantage of the early bird special going for two dot com backslash PLP, which you probably already know. Uh, there's a spot in there to put the promo code early bird 24 and save 20 percent. Uh, we've actually already booked three or four uh, podcasts for next June and July. Um, so I know you have a very uh, tight timetable with your with your draft and when you want to have it. So if you want to get that uh, August spot, I suggest going to get that as soon as possible. Uh, for Chu, for Shane, I'm Jeff. Thank you once again for your purchase and hopefully we see y'all next year.